Let me just check all your papers. A routine terror sweep here. I'm Officer Jack Booth.
me, but under a police state, I, I can do whatever I want. Well, people here in the states are losing their jobs, their health care, their homes, their dignity. Lies are weapons of mass destruction. Tax me, rob me, take my money, use it to pay off the debt from the war. Watch me, track me, trace my
This is your last chance. Bam! Is this Raz? Yes. Saras. Raz? The first 52. Saras. Raz? Live Tuesday nights. Saras. Raz? Something that you know Bubba's gonna like. Angry white guy radio. His point of view is different. It's the first 52. Angry white guy radio. I love the content. Hey, it's the first 52. Raz with you. The first part of the, like, Constitution. This is the best you got? Something that you know Bubba's gonna like. Angry White Guy Radio. Join me, Sean Raz, Tuesday nights, 6 to 8 p.m., RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. Just a baby and a diaper is wet.
so much to say. Well, here it goes. Hit it back to Bama, hometown. Been on the road too long and ain't slowed down. Dotting the eyes, crossing the T's, searching for the change that's lost in me. The boss in me, somewhat possessive. Raised like a pit bull, all but aggressive. Pistol on the side of me, fell in the possession. Trying to keep cool in the world that's oppressive. The world is not no safe place. Have you been outside lately? Fear is among us in the concrete jungles. Trying to wake people up from they drunken slumber. They snooze and sleep in. Follow trends in they sheepskin. Gucci, Prada, Louis, and Lotta. Sir Rock on the weekends. Distracted by social media timelines. Everything in the media is all lies. But they share it all. No research or care at all. Prisoners of our own devices. I said I took a shit to 100 people liked it. Share my status all over the globe. But don't like my shit when I share my soul. Meanwhile, it's all about hoes and clothes Just went platinum and gold I'm out here trying to cope with the cold Won't pay for the real, but the bullshit gets sold And the shit gets sold Yeah, the shit gets sold Sometimes I just want to go home Cause this world's so dark and desolate Everybody wants to blame the president Blame the teacher, blame the preachers People gotten good at pointing fingers Nobody has an integrity I think that's all I got left to me Leave behind my legacy my destiny. In the meantime, I'm saving face, praying to God and saying grace through all the violence and displays of hate. Why is life an amazing race? Slow down, we'll get there eventually. I don't think we die accidentally, but I don't want to die acquiring a Bentley. I want to die with my family with me, by my side. They live on and enjoy the ride, leaving my legacy and hope that they get by. I just hope that they survive. Through all the endless wars, we don't even know what we're fighting for. Why you Where the rich show face in the air is something sleazy Suit and ties get away from their wives, the women easy An upscale atmosphere with some wallow Consumed by material life inside the hollow Like the chick at the bar smoking on a cigar quick Her heart pumps fast and stare as sharp as guitar picks She sees a man with another skirt The type to triple her net worth for making your neck jerk And that's a goddamn shame Cause she was packing a nine and a crime was no game So I'm ducking to a restroom Follow suit and 
slick shots as the bass went boom. She can't remember how she got in this place. Took a look in the mirror, but didn't recognize her own face. And I'm singing, my heart's bleeding for someone else. So when I'm seeing, I'm leaving up on the shelf. When I'm sleeping, I'm dreaming of somewhere else. I got my reasons, I'm not leaving yeah. this to no one uh, else. It was a dark night, more like love at first sight. Around midnight, we might just see a bar fight. Fails now that Mickey's out of jail. He was Jimmy's friend, the one that left the phony paper trail. Kirby got cold feet, so we got off the street. But he was in too deep. The man was never the same. And now his new thing looks like alcohol and cocaine. And in the streets, that's fresh. But up in here, this place, it's nothing but stress. Can a man be changed? In an insane world, the crazy man becomes king. Or is it just this place? That's known to steal your soul, I hope you brought your suitcase Or was it just too late to go back in time before his chick blue face? When I'm singing, my heart's bleeding for someone else So what I'm seeing, I'm leaving up on the shelf When I'm sleeping, I'm dreaming of somewhere else I got my reasons, I'm not leaving this for no one else job on the side, needed extra cash, but still not enough, he started moving packs, no need for crack, this place was upscale, ecstasy and coke were number one on the sales, no worries about jail, he had cops on the books, one week he had you fixed, as well as the crooks, but tonight he was shook, caught by the devil's eye, red dress, blowing smoke, hand resting on his eye, shine like diamonds in the sky, he stopped for a minute, but had to keep moving, and adding up the digits, he was trying to live it, the American dream, a life full of schemes, of Obtained by any means He tried to up the profit But trying to mix it up But the word on the street Is that it wasn't good enough Joe met him at the club Said they had to talk Just come with me And let's take a little walk When I'm singing My heart's bleeding For someone else So when I'm seeing I'm leaving I'm on the shelf When I'm sleeping I'm dreaming Of someone else I got my face all the time just be a dog run around catch frisbees pee on a fire hydrant life's more rewarding and you get access to lots of treats catch salty talk mondays and wednesdays and every friday for salty's weekend warm-up 4 p.m eastern time add a little salt to your life and be more dog
This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. about dreams oh well um when i saw the uh, state of the black union dick gregory uh, really moved me and a lot of my friends i show it to everybody that comes over the house especially white folks because they need to hear that you know so that they know more about all of us mm -hmm. because um what he said affects all of us he said something that really hit home about um this phenomena of chemtrails and you know when I was a kid I used to see these trails in the sky all the time and so oh, that's cool a jet just went over and then you started to see a whole bunch of them and the next thing you know everybody in your neighborhood was fighting and arguing and you didn't know why okay and and you really didn't know why I mean everybody was fighting so he he started riffing about the chemtrails and he started to say things that uh, hit home so hard and I would recommend that everybody try to get what he said online or wherever and try to get a copy of it and just listen to it because the, uh, I was so moved that I had to write the song the other thing is the first line of the song says I was born uh, on the same plantation in the United States of the red, white, and blue. And we live in a place now that feels just about like a plantation. We're all indentured servants. You know, um, when I found out there were eight presidents before George Washington, I wanted to smack somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to know why I was taught otherwise. Just tell me the whole story. I'll fill in the blanks. But don't, you know, don't tell me something that you think I'm supposed to know. We're indentured servants and we got a black president now? Hmm. Well, I don't vote. I have nothing to do with it. I got no dog in that race. And for those who would cuss me out and slap me in person if they if I didn't ask you why? Well, the reason why is because I'm one of Jehovah's Witnesses and uh, we've never voted. And uh, that's not to say that I don't think uh, Barack Obama, President Obama, is a very smart individual, and he seems like uh, he means well. Um, prophecy is what we all have to go by now. It's very interesting. I did a sold-out concert in uh, uh, London. We played 21 nights in a row, and all the concerts were sold out. When I would watch television over there, and you'd see the United Nations uh, feed the direct feed from the United Nations, mm -hmm. you'd hear them talk a lot about religion. You'd hear the Bible mentioned constantly. 
This is not what we're used to in the United States. It's almost as though there's no need for God and no need for religion and um, justice in politics. So there's supposed to be a separation of church and state over here. Um, we can't have a separation of state and morality, though. And, you know, songs like Dreamer and uh, even Feel Good, it's, this, it's the same thing. Let me, I got good news and bad news. <clears throat> the bad news first, since I like ended on good news. The bad news is I'm out of time for this show. Um, the good news is I think that if I lean on my friendship, I might be able to get Prince to stick around for like another 12 minutes. Uh, and if you tune into this program tomorrow night, we can finish our conversation. It's never over, but we'll continue it. Talking about these other three songs from the new CD, Lotus Flower, at lotusflower.com. You can get, I want to ask you about these other three songs tomorrow night and then... This fine artist who he referenced earlier, you can take five anywhere you want to take it. This fine artist he, rep he referenced earlier in this conversation, Bria Valente. Oh, yes. <laughs> Bria will join us tomorrow night as well. So now tomorrow you're night, talking. Yeah, now we talk. Right. So tomorrow yes. night, part two of our conversation with Prince and Bria Valente with us tomorrow night as well. She's one of the three CDs in this new Lotus Flower uh, package of three CDs. Prince, thank you for coming on. Thank you. All right, guys, welcome to First 52, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, and RadioChaos.Live. Obviously, there's a little theme here in the opening, if you haven't figured it out. I'm not a big starstruck person, but I always admired Prince and what he stood for, and I, I just want to wish him a farewell and a safe travel. You know, it's a sin to lose somebody standing up so well, so quick. Like I said, I, I'm not a big uh, star chaser. But sometimes somebody grabs your attention. You know, I, I've known Prince all my life. All my life I grew up with Prince. It's kind of like when Michael Jackson died. It, it, it shocked me. It, it, it caught me off guard. Now, again, he's spoken out about a lot of things that I speak out about. Things that I believe in. Safe travels, my friend. You did good while you were here. Wish more people could do that kind of good. And I'll tell you what, I don't believe what they're saying. Drugs, it just doesn't make sense. Now, I'm not saying he was killed by the Illuminati. I'm, I'm far from saying that. But there's a lot of questions as to, you know, listen to that interview. If you watch him in that interview. Oh, speaking of, it's First 52. It is uh, April 26th, 2016. <laughs> Just listening to it. I'm not going to rail on Prince. Yes, I will be using Prince all night for rejoin. I want to thank Wayne. He sent me a song that I had never heard before by Prince. Just growing up with something, and we're seeing it so much of these people that we grew up with dying. Moving from this world that we live in, that we play this crazy game in, 
Young. Moving away young. A lot of them stand up for something. A lot of them have something to say. And that brings me to something that's really been... And I've talked about this before, and I'm seeing it again amongst people that I know. Divide is one of the worst things we can have happen amongst people looking for answers. I've talked about this many a times before. And I I, I wasn't going to discuss this, but then I saw other people. You know, it's like everybody's out there. All they want to do, all they want to do is, is, is just get underneath your skin. They just want to piss you off. They want to get a reaction from you. And that's that's good. Reactions are good. Don't get me wrong. We, we definitely want to get a reaction. And throughout my time of, of learning this weird world we live in, of, of the conspiracies that are spiraling around us, there's always one, one factor I see within that. There's always infighting. That we allow to become a public thing. We're not all going to always get along. We're not. I got people I don't get along with. I got people I don't like in my daily life. But I don't make that known in public. We've watched um, different people within this movement have disagreances, different views on how things happen. And that's fine. Let's let's ask all the questions. We wouldn't be doing what it is we set out to do if we aren't asking those questions. And we aren't challenging what people put out. That that's part of what we do. That's part of of the way our brains work. We always want to question what somebody says. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. But I, I just see so many people out there. Um, somebody I've had on my show before, Chris Cantwell. He likes to just stab at people and, and, and get a reaction and, and, and put down other people within what we do, what we discuss. I, I used to be a big Alex Jones fan, and I don't follow him anymore. I don't listen to him. I don't like being associated with him. But, you know, I don't run around screaming that um, he's full of shit and you shouldn't be listening to him because that's not my place to tell you what you should be listening to. Now, if there's something extreme that I can prove, then I'll talk about it. If it's something completely out of touch of what we should be sharing, then, then yes, we should discuss that. But part of the problem we have as a, as a group, as a movement, as a whatever it is we are, is we air out our laundry too often in the public eye, which doesn't help what we talk about. They already think we're crazy. So then in the public eye, we expose all our differences, the things we don't agree with, which is, again, if it's a justifiable thing to be exposing or a justifiable disagreeance, 
Great. Lay the facts on the table and let it be decided. But fighting amongst each other is not helping anything. It's not going to get us further ahead. It's not going to make people want to pay more attention to us. It's going to make people not want to pay attention to us. If they go into a a Twitter, uh, um, what do they call them, uh, a feed, if they go, you know, a thread, and you're speaking like a douchebag, then that's how people are going to see you as. If you go into a chat room and you see bickering going on amongst people within that chat room, ugly, mean bickering, is that really an environment that you're going to want to place yourself into? Or would you maybe move along from that and find another one, a different place to get your information? And this is not, again, this is not a new issue. This is not something I've just seen all of a sudden. It's something I've talked about many a times in the past. What, what we're doing is already difficult enough to get people to, to listen to us, to try to believe what we're discussing, even though we have all the facts, all the proof. You still can't convince people to change what they've been drilled into believe. I was on Shannon Burke's show today. We got into a discussion about is is more are more people paying closer attention? You know, in 2012, it was just Ron Paul that you know got cheated out of of possibly doing very well. But now we've got Bernie Sanders and we've got a uh, uh, Trump both exposing the exact same things that happened to Ron Paul, but nobody cared about because it, it was Ron Paul. And it's causing a lot more people. I, I, you'd be so surprised the people that have approached me just in the past week or two, saying, you know, listen, I, I one guy came up to me and said, listen, I, I've been, I'm really looking into some things, and you still do your radio show? I said, yeah. He's like, well, for about six months now, I've been, I've been kind of looking at at things differently, and and you know, with everything going on, it's caused me to maybe question more. We are at a time right now with the things that we talk about where we can really actually maybe get some people to pay attention, to see what we're discussing, to see what we're talking about. But we can't do that if we're prancing around like a bunch of peacocks with our feathers ruffled. It's not time for that right now. It's not time to to be a, a libertarian who is is uh, you know posting pictures wearing a Trump hat to piss everybody off. That's not where we're at right now. And I know there's a lot of people I respect and and have interviewed and have talked to who are Trump supporters, and it blows my mind. I, I don't I don't understand how they can be supporting him now. So be it. And I don't want to get into this tangent. I think the main thing I want to make sure everybody understands is right now is a pivotal moment in time. Right now, more people 
are questioning. And it's not the first time I've said that since I've been doing this. And it seems every year more people are questioning and more people are questioning and more people are questioning. So let's not disgrace the information we have to put out by embarrassing ourselves. All right? And that's really what I wanted to say about that. It, it Just everybody think about those things. Think about what you're going to type. Think about what you're going to say to the next person who probably believes a lot of the same things. If, if it's, didn't your mom ever tell you? If it's not nice, don't say it or something along those lines. <laughs> so with the election discussion going on, uh, that I compared there. I, I've got a Ben Swan video pulled up. I want to take a quick moment here, play that, regain my thoughts, and we'll get into some things. Uh, weird start of the show today, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. My mind's been really, just really thinking hard recently. Uh, Danny Ponzelli, uh, if you guys remember him from a few months ago, he had joined me. He'll be joining me again uh, at 7 o'clock tonight, I'm hoping. Everything goes well and he gets out of work on time. Uh, so I'll be looking forward to that. Let's see what could happen with this election. We are only days away from the next Super Tuesday event, and what will be stunningly absent are Republican voters. While Democrats in Colorado will hold a presidential caucus, Republicans will not. In fact, they're not going to hold either a caucus or a primary this year, and that is creating outrage. It also leads us to this question. Is this the end of the Republican Party as we know it? This is a reality check you won't see anywhere else. These are dirty tricksters. This is a dirty trick. And I'll tell you what, the RNC, the Republican National Committee, they should be ashamed of themselves for allowing this kind of crap to happen. Well, that was Donald Trump insisting that the Republican Party isn't just trying to stop him from winning the GOP nomination for president, but that they are cheating him in every way possible. And the latest move by the Republican Party might indicate that Trump is right. Get this. Now, I told you last week that in 2012, the GOP, they changed their rules to bind the delegates in any state that holds a primary or a caucus or what is known as a preference poll. Now, in order to get around that, the Colorado GOP decided not to hold a caucus so that their delegates would not be bound and they could vote for whichever candidate they want in the Republican National Convention. Now, on March 1st, the delegate selection process actually took place. Republicans in Colorado elected delegates to their county assemblies. Those county assemblies then sent delegates to the state and the district conventions. There, the delegates were selected. As a result, all 34 of Colorado's delegates went to Senator Ted Cruz with no primary and no caucus. GOP officials say that this process is better for the grassroots activists, but is that really the case? Steve House, he's the Colorado GOP chairman. According to the Denver Post, he said on local radio that this process was better because there's so much interest in this election that caucus sites could have been flooded with thousands of first-time caucus goers. Now, why that's a problem, that's not really clear. And then there were two tweets that went out the night of the Colorado delegate selection after Cruz swept all 34 delegates. The first tweet from the Colorado GOP said, quote, we did it, hashtag never Trump. That was promptly deleted. And then this tweet went out. The last tweet was the result of unauthorized access to our account and in no way represents the opinion of the party we are investigating. As for Republican leadership, the party chairman, Ryan Priebus, says that nobody's being cheated and these are just the rules. I honestly don't 
take it all that personally. Uh, but I do have to respond, though, when a campaign says that the RNC is you know, rigging the rules. It's just not the case. The rules have been set. They're in place. So what you need to know is this one simple fact. If the Republican Party cheats, not Donald Trump out of the nomination, but cheats record numbers of Republican voters out of having a voice in this process, then come November, anywhere from 30 to 40 percent of GOP voters could stay home or will vote independent or third party. Now, the GOP thinks, no, that's not going to happen because come November, they plan to convince those voters to come back to vote against the Democratic nominee. It's the lesser of two evil strategy. Reality check here. Come November, those Republican Trump supporters will see the Republican Party as the greater evil. That's reality check. Let's talk about that tonight on Twitter. So, you know, I actually hope he's right. Uh, my true belief, the if we're going to keep the current system we have of the process of election, and you all have heard me say this before, then we need to eliminate parties. So maybe we should allow these parties to uh, die and be destroyed. Maybe that's a good thing. Again, that goes to what I was saying about we are in a, mo- a, a moment of time in time where we can really see a big change coming down. We, we can actually, and maybe it's fake belief, maybe it's false belief, but I, I'd like to believe that we can actually do it this time or, or soon. Is that a bad thing? Do we need to dissolve the federal government and restructure the whole system? Now, how do we do this? How do we do it to make everybody happy? You know, we have systems in place. Do we just go back to them? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to continue to watch. Schools are helping police spy on kids' social media activity. Schools in Florida are renewing a program that monitors their students' social media activity for criminal or threatening behavior although it has caused some controversy since its adoption last year. The school system in Orange County, where Orlando is located, recently told the Orlando Sentinel that the program which partners the school system with local police departments has been successful in protecting student safety, saying that it led to 12 police investigations in the, last, in the past year. 12 investigations, okay. The school district says it will pay about $18,000 annually for Snap Trends, the monitoring software used to check students' activity. It's the same software used by police in Racina, Wisconsin, to track criminal activity and joins a slew of similar social media monitoring software used by law enforcement to keep an eye on the community. So 12 police investigations in the past year. Does it doesn't say if it led to any arrest or, or stopped any suicides or, or, or uh, violent crimes, does it? It just says there were investigations. SnapTrend collects data from public posts on social or student social media accounts by scanning for keywords that signify cases of cyberbullying, suicide threats, or criminal activity. Security or school security staff then comb through flagged posts and alert police when they see fit. Research research suggests that 23% of children and teens have been cyberbullied. Studies connecting social media and suicide have not shown definite results, but there has been research that suggests that cyberbullying leads to suicide and ideation more than traditional bullying. Now, 
I don't see how cyber I, I don't see the connection there. I, I mean, I was a young, small guy. I got bullied. I'll admit it. I had, luckily had guys bigger than me that didn't like to watch that happen. And what they do, they stood up and made sure that that didn't happen. What's I, I it just kind of doesn't make sense. So anyway, Orange County Public Schools adapted the SNAP Trends program as part of a prevention and early intervention program after the Newton, Connecticut school shooting in 2012. The school participated in a sweeping technical technical review with law enforcement and state emergency experts with a focus on safety. They recommend some sort of social media monitoring, saying that threats can sometimes be spotted on social media posts. We felt we needed to deal with these vulnerabilities. Now, one thing I want to mention, those of you who don't know, uh, I'm, I'm sure you can guess Orlando is a, is a pretty big uh, region there with uh, uh, Disney and everything right there. Orange County itself is very large. So we're talking possibly tens of thousands of students, okay, with 12 investigations out of possibly tens of thousands. I mean, come on. That, that just sounds like uh, you're really not getting anything out of it. Orange County Schools said that since implementing the software last year, it has run 2,504 automated searches, leading to 215 manual searches by staff. Details of the 12 police investigations that stemmed from searches in the past year have not been divulged by school by the school system. The school system told the Orlando Sentinel that it doesn't want public details of the program to interfere with its effectiveness. Okay. So you can't tell us what you, uh, you know, give us an idea what maybe you prevented or stopped. You can't just give us a, oh, you know, we stopped two suicides or two possible suicides, uh, one school attack, uh, you know, just some stupidity. <clears throat> yeah, good. Yeah, Jeff, I agree. Turn the computer off. Monitor what your kids are doing. Don't let them in places they shouldn't be. It's that simple. And I agree. I don't agree with uh, scanning our kids' social media posts. I don't agree with uh, there's been stories of, of school districts demanding that uh, they release phone, uh, uh, um, give the passwords. And we see things like that, and it's not, it's not a good thing. It's not something we should want to see happening. It's training our children to accept Big Brother. All right, with the be- with the strange beginning of the first 52 tonight on Raz Radio, live.com, Radio Free Blood, and uh, RadioChaos.live, I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to get things ready. Oh, Jared. Sorry, Jared. Uh, we'll get things ready for uh, the next little segment here. I think we'll do some cop talk. And I don't know what I'm going to talk to Danny about. I'll probably just bring up his Facebook, see what's, what's really been uh, on his mind and part of his focus. I'll be with you guys in a couple. Have you ever called into your favorite talk radio program only to encounter this and felt like this? That never happens when you dial 941-421-0401. At RazRadioLive.com, we answer right away. And pow, you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 941-421-0401 941-421-0401 and avoid 
941-421-0401. If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941-421-0401. We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com Tired of y'all Tired 
at my crayon and I'm all about What am I supposed to say? What am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? John Rand. Four Toad and Lexi. I mentioned Four Toad. Sure. Oh, Four no. Dave. Dave. <laughs> Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz for Toad and Lexi. You know, I think that's not like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on, I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And, uh... Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob, yeah. Dr. Bob Tuscan. It's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy for Toad. Hey, this is Steve from The Chocolate Drop. And, and if you, you haven't, haven't heard, heard the show, show lately, here's, here's a little, little bit, bit of what you've been missing. My week is over. Thank God. <laughs> uh, oh, God damn. You see how Steve gets down, right? Steve's wicked. <laughs> you see you wicked, Steve? I slap you again. I don't, there ain't no cameras in here. I don't know what her problem was, why she was licking people's cheese. See, black people mess it up for everybody, man. <laughs> You know somebody black to complain, <laughs> and they call me a racist. The back of the toilet looks like a Jackson Pollock. <laughs> um, I don't like that. You ever seen a vein this big? <laughs> oh my god! Um, I don't like that. She ate a rubber glove, and she had to have her dog. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Um, I don't like that. Saturdays, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. RazRadioLive.com and Salty Talk Radio. We talk, we talk about weed. He was fast in my family because he's a doctor. So we all got blue shots. Did you know the vitamins and nutrients would be illegal? In the year 2010, if we don't awaken the sheeple, these globalists are murderers. They're about to hook it up. Kodak Salamentarius, baby, look it up. They spray you from the sky like roaches. Does it shock you? Don't worry. They got a pill for you. Ask your doctor. Are your legs restless? Are you shy? Forget the side effects. Not that many people die. Genetically modified foods are the bomb. They gave lab rats cancer. But please, don't be alarmed. Soon GMO foods will be a staple. The only thing you'll be able to put on your kitchen table. Their own documents have shown. No food shall be grown. And Monsanto don't own. Worldwide, there ain't nowhere to run. Thanks to World Trade Organization and International Monetary Fund. We the sheep of America. America, America, simply the sheeple of America, we the sheeple of America. Plus, for the world's wealthiest people meet every June to see to it their plan is complete. Prime ministers, presidents, billionaires, CEOs, international bankers, C3POs, also known as the young psychopaths who fawn over their elders and give them charts and graphs, pondering how to reduce the population, injecting our boys and girls with poisonous inoculations. Yum, yum, mercury's good, at least the news will tell you that, and they certainly should, cause they're owned by the CFR, but who cares about the Royal Institute of International Affairs? Jerry Springer's on, yeah, two transvestites are about the fist fight. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're making plans for the order of the new world, about to send the lambs to the slaughter. You think they care about 3,000 American men, women, and children? They about to kill a couple billion. If you're in the dark, my friend, you might despise my words, but you had the wool pulled over your eyes. We the people of America, America, America. We the people of America. We the people of America. Collectively. 
security we have here today, not the open security, the ones that, that really sit there and really think we don't know who they are. <laughs> but that's here because that's the mark of a scared, sick, insane nation. I always think somebody, you ever been around crazy people? I always think somebody's going to do something to them. Because it's crazy and as sick as they are, they know something should happen to them. But out of all the cats that, 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 that follow you around and this and that, a lot of people got uptight when the news broke about the Army spying on civilians. Now, I guess the reason it didn't bother me was, uh, it all depends on what newspaper you happen to read it in. And most papers said, you know, it's been found out that the Army's spying on civilians. I read it in the Chicago Tribune, and the headlines was, Army Intelligence Spying on Civilians. Now, if you know anything about the Army, You know there's no such thing as intelligence. <laughs> and so, you know, matter of fact, if I had a choice on who I wanted to spy on me, I would pick Army <laughs> Intelligence. I mean, they follow me around campus. You can always tell the Army Intelligence cat that's sitting out in the yard. He's always the guy with the brand new beard, price tag hanging out. 
got the hippie beads tangled up in his dog tags. And if you really want to spot him, look at his feet. Who else would wear spit shine sandals? Hey, this is Jack Blood, your radio gun from DeadlineLive.info and the Jack Blood Show. You're listening to the first 52 with Sean, Raz Radio Live. Stay bold. Hey, guys, welcome back to the first 52, RazRadioLive.com. Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos. Told you I was going to be using Prince for rejoins all night. Might be the last one you hear all night. We got uh, Danny Ponzelli. I just uh, confirmed with him. He'll be joining me about 10 minutes after. Look forward to talking to him. He's always an interesting character. I want to catch up with him, see what he's been up to. <sighs> Bring him back. Bring him back. <laughs> so I got my break. I got, I got done what I needed to get done. I, I got to regather my thoughts and... Got some Dick Gregory comedy going on there. I never really knew he was a stand-up comedian until recently, honestly. I mean, I've seen him speak on many different things. I just never knew he was a comedian. It kind of shocked me. So, I, I, you know, I told you guys I was going to start interjecting some comedy into the rejoins and into the show. And I figured, what great way to do that than to, than to put somebody who Prince looked up to, Prince respected, and we all should. Now, he speaks He speaks for the black community. And maybe he says things that might bother you a little bit. As, as maybe you're a white person or maybe you're a Chinese person. But you have to listen to what he's saying. It, it's a lot more than just, than just to, to get along. He's trying to point out some differences. And I'm going to listen to a lot more of his comedy because I find it its interesting. It's different. It's not what we're used to. And that's a good thing. That's what we need to really start reaching out for is things we're not used to. Like I said, we got uh, Danny joining me in the second hour here. It's about a little bit after 7 o'clock. I'll connect with him. We're going to take another break before that happens, obviously. A quick one because we'll wrap it up with him then. I got so many different stories in front of me that I, I want to touch on. You know, we got an article coming out about heavy teen marijuana use may cut life short by 60. You might die by 60 if you start smoking pot before 19. I think we've uh, – I had that pulled up to talk about, but I don't want to talk about that because I think we all know that's pretty much a bunch of BS. Uh, I'm not saying it's the most perfect thing to do. I'm not saying it's the most perfect thing to do, and I'm not saying it can cure everything. But it's definitely something that that has some properties that we need to look further into. And, I, you know, I'll be honest, I like to smoke it. <laughs> I can't wait for November so we can possibly get Amendment 2 through here in Florida. And I, I don't see much resistance. Uh, I'm starting to hear some rumblings of some people trying to resist, but I just don't see it happening this year. I don't see them uh, cutting it out. We talked about the school spying. We don't need that up here anymore. What's 
uh, Chelsea, this was an interesting one. I haven't listened to this, so let's uh, let's listen to this together real fast. Because Chelsea apparently came out, allegedly came out and said, uh, "Now that Scalia's gone, we can enact gun control. We can enact gun control now that Scalia has passed away." I mean, really? Matters to me that my mom also recognizes the role the Supreme Court has when it comes to gun control. With Justice Scalia on the bench, one of the few areas where the court actually had an inconsistent record relates to gun control. Sometimes the court upheld local and state gun control measures as being compliant with the Second Amendment, and sometimes the court struck them down. So if you listen to Moms Demand Action and the Brady campaign and a major efforts pushing for smart, sensible, and enforceable gun control across our country, which in disclosure have endorsed my mom, they say they believe the next time the court rules on gun control will make a definitive ruling. So it matters to me that my mom's the only person running for president who not only constantly makes that connection, but also has a strong record on gun control and standing up to the NRA. This is one of those issues I didn't know I could care more about until I became a mother. And I think every day about the Sandy Hook families whose children every day don't come home from school. And I can't even imagine that living horror and tragedy. I don't even know why I played that. These people are are out of their minds. Uh, Listen, I am not I'm not saying that we should allow every crazy person to have a gun. Now, I'm not against background checks. Make sure they're not criminals. Okay, I'm fine with that. I think the rules should be changed a little bit right now in the state of Florida. I have to, you know, to get a, a handgun, I need to wait three days. I have to go through background checks. I have to do all that. So once that weapon has been issued to me and it's been proven that I can legally have that weapon because I don't have any issues in my background, why then do I need to turn around and apply for a concealed carry permit? Now, don't get me wrong. I think people without experience should have to take some classes to make sure they understand how to handle that weapon. No argument there at all. None at all. That's a perfectly acceptable thing. I'm military. I've got training. I've got a DD-214. I've got an honorable discharge. Once I pass that initial background check, I should just get my gun. I should get a carry concealed permit with it because I've already gone through what needs, basically. And that should be the end of it. No, but the state needs to get that extra $175 out of my pocket and then make sure they can get it every few years to you know renew that license. So will they, uh, Will Hillary get elected? No, I don't think so. I know Jack's kind of leaning that way. At least it sounds... Uh, I, I just don't see them doing a four-year Clinton, although they did do the four-year Bush to really screw things up to really get a momentum in the direction they're looking for. So maybe that is the plan. As you guys know, I've, uh, I've, I've been cheering Russia for what they've been doing in Syria. And we've had a bunch of incidences recently. I don't, I don't believe I've really talked about them too much. We've got the uh, buzzing. Oh, yeah, I did talk about that last week. I played the video. Well, apparently, allegedly... Russian forces in Syria fired on Israeli aircraft. That's what the Israeli newspaper is saying. Russian forces in Syria have fired at least twice on Israeli military aircraft. 
prompting Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to seek try that again to seek improved operational coordination with Moscow. Israel's top-selling newspaper said on Friday. Asked about the alleged incident, however, Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Pesko said, in this case, Israel press reports are far from reality. So was this propaganda by Israel? Was Israel invited into Syria to help protect the Syrian government, or was Russia? Should Israel be flying planes over Syrian territory? Should the U.S.? Do we need to have 250 boots on the ground in Syria to help train? Didn't we try that already? Didn't that already uh, blow up on our face? Didn't we already screw up that whole plan, that whole idea? Oh, but we're putting troops back in Iraq again, aren't we? But yet, there's a possibility that there's 28 pages coming out saying that Saudi Arabia was really the main financier. Now, I still think they're just a patsy. I think the money that was distributed through Saudi Arabia was CIA money used to make Saudi Arabia culpable in the attacks on 9-11 if needed. If if, uh, the conspiracy sect pushed too hard, maybe that's what it's all about. I don't know. I don't have that answer, unfortunately. I wish I did, and I hope we do see the 28 pages. Will it make a big difference? I don't know. Will it maybe affect our relationship with Saudi Arabia? I hope so. I really do hope so. I hope we stop sending them money. Let them go broke. They're not the only place with oil. Everybody's afraid that that's going to cause a major major issue with the currencies and with what's going on in the world. Yes, Dave, I know. So we'll have to wait and see, I guess, is what it comes down to. If you haven't heard, Cleveland settled the lawsuit over the Tamara Rice shooting. Cops doesn't go to jail. Shoots a kid in two, three seconds. Cop doesn't go to jail. Probably, you know, still working the force. He was training. Maybe he dropped out because he killed a kid. I forget that whole thing. I haven't really looked. But his family, his parents got $6 million. Not guilty, but it's going to cost a lot of money to the taxpayers. I hope that we start seeing, and and I shouldn't even say I hope, because we are seeing more prosecution, uh, more bad law enforcement go down. Look, we got the cop in uh, San Diego who is uh, sending out the racist tweets or texts or whatever it was he was sending. That's good. They got caught. You know, and everybody, everybody bitches and complains about Things like cop block or uh, the cop watch or uh, photography is not a crime or any one of those organizations that really hold police accountable. Well, if we're not going to hold them accountable and we're not going to point out these discrepancies, how are we ever going to fix it? So, you know, I'm glad to hear that things are are, are happening better now. I, I think we're seeing more positive results. I think we're seeing more. more issues come to the surface. And I hope it continues that way. I really do. I really hope it does continue that way. Let me see what else we got. We got Danny coming up, so uh, I don't want to wait. I, I got to make sure I hit the break on time because I only got a limited time with him tonight. 
Uh, we could talk about the cop that's screaming at kids on school buses. We talked about Russia already. Uh, LAPD is now justified for shooting a man in the face uh, because he had a towel wrapped around. He was looking for help. Well, he ended up getting help, but unfortunately now he's only got half his brain left. They were justified in shooting him, and I'm sure he'll end up with a with a nice settlement if he hasn't already. It, it's it's just sickening. Now, of course, we've got the uh, the detectives in in uh, New York City from NYPD. They uh, chased down and stalked and threatened this guy. He was a uh, delivery driver. For the post office, I thought he was FedEx. Yeah, Biker worked for FedEx. Yeah, I thought so. He uh, he allegedly told uh, Kareem Baker, the individual that shot the two cops last January, told him directions, not knowing what he was going to do. And these cops just harassed this guy until they finally beat him. Two New York, two NYPD cops who allegedly beat a postal service worker to a pulp for inadvertently giving directions to a notorious cop killer were indicted Wednesday on assault charges that could get each of them seven years in prison. Detective Angelo Pampana and Robert Carbone allegedly stalked and brutalized Carmen Baker out of sense of revenge. On December 20th, 2014, he told killer... Ismay Brinksley, the way to Marcy House in Brooklyn, near where Brinksley later shot officers uh, Raphael Ramos and Lou. I'm not going to try to say his first name. Execution style in their squad cars. Baker was working as a Federal Express delivery man at the time. In addition to criminal charges filed by Queen, uh, filed in Queens, a lawyer for Baker on Wednesday announced a ten million, a hundred million dollar suit against the NYPD. They owe this guy the moon and the stars for what they did to him. He had to switch jobs. He had to move. The the NYPD hassled him for over a period of 10 months, just building up to the attack. Uh, He said the the assault began as client was getting into his car uh, and drove. uh, Wait, I'm sorry. Getting into his car in Corona. Pampana and Carbona drove up in their unmarked police cars and boxed him in. They rushed to either side, prompting Baker to call 911, Subbin said. You can see the detective reaching in, trying to get the phone, the attorney said, of the security footage. It's just bone chilling. You can see the whole car shaking and rocking. They've got their legs up and are throwing punches, Subbin said. Then they get him out of the car and are stomping on his head and screaming bloody murder, asking, why for the love of God are you doing this? After allegedly beating Baker senselessly, the detectives hit him with, a, with charges of resisting arrest, obstruction, and parking too close to a fire hydrant. Baker claimed that prior to the beating, he had been stopped for minor traffic infractions about 20 times by cops who blamed him for his accidental role in the deaths of Ramos and Lou. They're nothing but a gang with badges. I don't know why that's so hard. For people to really understand that, you you can't you can't give all this power to these people. It's just not going to work out well in the end. Just not going to work out well. All right, guys, you listen to the first fifty-two RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos. I'll be back with Danny in a couple.
stress of a world in a mess From the war in Iraq to the crack in the streets To the AIDS epidemic and corrupted police To the homeless, the hopeless, the sick and the poor The rich keep getting richer while the poor despite the wars Now somebody must see this Like a race car driver from going off the tracks Or a cool breeze blowing at your back I'm a two-way ticket on a one-way route I'm the rain and thunder that knocks the power out I'm a loaded gun, I'm a holding one I'm a bursting star, I'm a burning sun I'm a saint to some, but a devil to the rest So just show me the stage and just cut me And the trumpets of the gods The fires of revolution Got the rebels singing songs Screaming, bring our soldiers home It's not where they belong We don't want to work your shitty jobs Or fight elitist wars Or eat the happy pills Just sell and make us done and bored We've had it up to here And we're not taking any more The time will come soon When they'll settle the score Now somebody must see this Like a race car driver from going off the tracks Or a cool breeze blowing at your back I'm a two-way ticket on a one-way route I'm the rain and thunder that knocks the power out I'm a loaded gun, I'm a holding one I'm a bursting star, I'm a burning sun I'm a saint to some, but a devil to the rest So just show me the stage and just cut me
just Sunday drivers in a race to save our souls Bailing down the freeway on the wrong side of the road Have you ever called into your favorite talk radio program? Only to encounter this? And felt like this? That never happens when you dial 941-421-0401. At RazRadioLive.com, we answer right away. And pow, you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 941-421-0401. And avoid... 941-421-0401. If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941-421-0401. We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com to the voting machines. Now they censor this on YouTube, labeled it extreme. Bernanke and his lackeys, printed bony green. Hit us with inflation, annihilate the nation. No investigation of the Bush administration. Obama runs on change, Brzezinski's in his ear. The only thing that changes, the puppet in the year. They open up the borders, truth is on our shoulders. Focus on the pain, this is the new world order. See if I 
I hurt myself today to see if I still feel. I focus on the pain, the only thing that's real. There is an awakening so huge it is exponential breaking the paradigm, breaking the control, tiny box reality, and seeing the wider universe around us. So there is a consciousness shift in information, analysis, and it is beautiful. And so out of this adversity, it's going to get bad, we're going to be tested, realize that this is evil trying to maintain control. Bob Tuscan from the Intelhub.com. You're listening to the first 52 on RAS Radio. Alright guys, welcome back to the first 52, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos. It's been an interesting evening. I, you know, my brain has been really scattered recently. I'll admit that. I, I, I can't deny that. I've been kind of been out there a little bit. There's so many things going on, and trying to keep up with it all, it's just rough, man. You, you, it, it really is just rough to really keep up with everything going on in the world around us. There's lots of people trying to do this, and we want to believe that we're doing the right thing. It's so frustrating sometimes, especially when you know you're at the at the brink of things changing. I really do feel that we're at that point. It just feels it in the air. And, you know, earlier I was I played that clip of uh, Prince on the interview, and he was talking about uh, chemtrails. And he referenced a, a speech that Dick Gregory gave at the, I believe it was the 2008 uh, State of the Black Union, or whatever the, the, the thing, the event's called. And he discussed how they're spraying different communities. And was this, you know, you go back to, to St. Louis where they released chemicals off the buildings and they said, well, it was just a test to see if we could get cover for uh, uh, air raids that come in during the war. They always have an excuse. They're always trying to tell you, you know, it's, it's something other than what it really is. And that's a, that's a very scary thing to think that. As you know, we discussed last week um, the whole vaxxed documentary and and how uh, De Niro had come out, did an interview saying, you know, hey, I'm not really sure if uh, if I made the right choices. Let's let's I, I'm trying to get Danny on the phone now. I, you know, we got to work. We got to do things. So I'm, I'm hoping he just got a little held up at work. But let's see what he had to say. Yet again, many times over. Come on. There we go. It's coming. I know. I know. Download the stuff. Save it. Play it somewhere else. Yeah, I still um, have mixed feelings about it. We, I wanted it to be in. We decided to pull it because I didn't want to 
pull the, the festival in a direction, but it was from filmmakers, uh, according to Jane. And so I said, let me just let it take it out. But I'm not 100% sure that was the right thing to do ultimately. Next time I'll know, hopefully more clearly, about uh, when presented with a situation like this. But there is something definitely there right. with Vaxxed, and there is something going on uh, with the CDC, the pharmaceutical in industry. People should read the reviews of the film because there are things in the film that put aside the point that you're making. There are some issues in the film from its consistency, from somebody saying one thing 20 minutes in and then reverses their point of view. Well, there are inaccuracies in any film, any documentary. Uh, and so I don't really, and I'm not defending it in that right. way, I don't, I don't know, but there are accuracies or things that you have to question, and that's my reason for having the film, for quest to question certain things or open it up for discussion, mm -hmm. pros and cons. There's something that is not quite kosher in all of this. That's all I can say. But in a sense, with this controversy, probably more people will see this movie. Yeah, <laughs> as they should. And I think that's really what a lot of this was. Uh, I think a lot of this was a plan to get more attention for the movie. Um, I, I'm just wondering if Robert De Niro is the next big star that we uh, see surprisingly die. Uh, so you guys might know, um, does pot kill cancer.com? You might have heard of uh, Peaceful Streets Project, uh, people involved with Occupy the Fed, different things like that. Here we have Danny. Danny, how you been, my friend? Oh, did I, I, Danny, are you there? <laughs> He's probably waiting. And, uh, Can you hear me? Yeah, there you are. Okay. Hey, man, I'm doing good. Good. Does so potcurecancer.com. Does potcurecancer.com. I'm sorry. Yeah. What did I say? <laughs> uh, does pot kill cancer, yeah. which is both are correct. There we, yeah, that's right. It works either way. Uh, so how you been, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. good. We missed you last week. I'm glad we could pull it together and, and, uh, and be able to get together tonight for a short period of time. I just wanted to touch base with you, uh, see what, what new things are going on in your world. And uh, do you have any thoughts on the, the death of Prince, first off? Um, well, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't looked too deeply into it. I do know that Prince has at times been outspoken about um, the Illuminati and uh, chemtrails is one thing in particular that I've heard him uh, address. But... Um, you know, I don't really know much about the uh, uh, the details of his demise. Um, I did hear some, I guess, rumors of a conspiracy, but but I, I'm not really sure. It's one of those things. You know, I haven't I haven't been one of those guys out screaming. He was killed by the Illuminati. The Illuminati killed him for speaking out on chemtrails. That's not where where I was taking this or where I was going. Uh, but it is kind of funny to see that we've got other people that have died over the past few years that are questionable uh, to their death. Uh, you watch interviews of him over the past few years, and, and not one interview I've ever watched of him does he seem like the, the druggie that they want to make him out, out to be. You know what I mean? Well, listen, the, the music business and the entertainment industry in general, it's a difficult business, and a lot of, a lot of people end up becoming... Uh, you know, addicted to substances. Hey, listen, a lot of us in regular life get addicted to substances because life can be hard to deal with. Very true. So, you know, I, I try not to be too judgmental about that. Maybe he was addicted to a drug, you know, and, and it was his demise or maybe something else is, you know, maybe that's the easy answer. Look, when cops show up, 
to figure out what's happened, sometimes the easiest answer, they don't want to look past that because, you know, why complicate their jobs? If it looks like a drug overdose, all right, it must be a drug overdose. Let's just make it what, it, what we want it to be or what we need it to be. Um, sure. What, so what's been big on Danny's plate recently? Well, I would like to talk about the Robert De Niro Vaxxed thing. Um, I did get a chance to see Vaxxed. The film is really um, uncontroversial. You know, I think there's a lot, a much, much ado about nothing, as they say. Uh, they took a very conservative uh, uh, perspective in the film. And, um, you know, basically, Wakefield says very clearly in the film, and I've been a, a, a follower of Wakefield for many years now. And basically what he says is, look, I'm not anti-vaccine. I am simply saying that there is a, a link, and now a CDC whistleblower has come forward to say that the CDC has covered up data that shows that link between the MMR combined vaccine and autism. So this needs to be studied. We need to figure it out. We need to have the single-dose vaccines. I'm recommending, he's recommending as a doctor, have it have single dose for MMR. He's not saying all vaccines cause autism. He's not saying that you shouldn't get vaccinated. Right. But the media will jump without even seeing the film. And it's obvious because I've read quite a few articles and I took a few journalists quote, and I, I put that term in quotes journalists in, <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of called them out on Twitter for, for shitty journalism because they didn't bother to see the film. They don't really know the position of the film, but they're just assuming it's an anti-vaccination so, film. So what you're saying is not, they're not screaming, don't vaccinate, don't vaccinate. They're evil. They'll kill you. That's not what the film's about. They're actually no, just... not, not at all. It's a very, it's, it's a little too conservative from, from my perspective, but I can understand uh, Wakefield trying to, you know, whether he, he really is, is as conservative as he appears in the film or if he's just trying to make the message a little bit more palatable and get people questioning without seeming like a full-blown conspiracy theorist. Either way, look, it's marketing. I get it. Right. Um, it, the film asks great questions. It presents great um, um, factual information, as well as this, the testimony of the CDC whistleblower, which is uh, extremely important. You know, there are a lot of people out there saying, well, the CDC says that it doesn't cause autism. And here's the here's one of the lead researchers coming forward and saying, well, we cook the books on the data there. There's a link. And, uh, you know, we hit it. Right. There's, so, there's something there. We just didn't want you to really know about that. And that, that kind of connects. Have you seen the article and, and the stories revolving about the peer reviewed studies and how they're pretty much uh, useless at this point in time? Because they're now realizing that they're all falsified. Well, not all of them, but a good majority of them aren't really peer reviewed. Well, what good is it if all the peers reviewing them are all educated by the same pharmaceutical company dominated education system right it's all funded by pharmaceutical money so all these all these schools so what good is peer-reviewed i mean you know big deal that's like the the cops finding themselves innocent of of uh you know uh excessive force and the reason the re <laughs> I, I agree and the reason i bring that up and the reason why i say that is because when you get into a vaccine argument with somebody uh a debate because i'm not listen i'm not anti-vaccine either I don't trust the people developing them right now. Well, let me explain my <laughs> let me explain my stance a little bit because we sure. don't we don't vaccinate our child, but there is a a science behind it that could 
feasibly give us good results in the long run. The problem sure. is, is we can't trust the people that are developing these and making them, and and the the legal standards at to what how they d- dispense them and and the way they right. want to give you no choice and you know right. you can't go to school which is really not true if you really educate yourself you learn you can go to school I, my my point is i'm not really anti-vax either but i just choose not to do that to my child because he had a, a reaction at, at one point in time before i knew all this stuff so i think it just comes down to the questioning uh of of be, being allowed to question it without being degraded yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are, like you said, many issues. There's the freedom issue, whether or not we should be forced to vaccinate. There's the crony capitalist issue of the uh, corporations buying government agencies to basically force vaccination, right? Um, then there's the crony capitalism strikes again in the science sector. How much of this is real legitimate science and how much of it is corporations paying scientists to give them the result they want that's going to that's going to profit them, right? I'm of the opinion that a lot of science, a lot of what we call science is not really science. It's exactly what I said, crony capitalists, corporations paying for results that they want. And then, you know, we see that a lot with drugs come out and then the drugs are recalled a couple mm-hmm. of years later because the proper testing wasn't done. If they kill one, a bunch of people or cause people to kill a bunch of people, yeah, they got to recall them. Exactly. And that's actually one of the issues uh, tackled in Vaxxed. And I want to encourage all your listeners, if you have not seen Vaxxed, find out if it is playing in your city. It is in limited release. But the way the film industry works is if it gets enough of a response in limited release, if they sell enough tickets, they'll go wider release and more people will see the film. If Vaxxed is playing in your city, find out if it's coming to your city. They're on tour right now. Go buy a ticket. See the film. Get the information so that you can then recommend and and disseminate that information in your conversations, but also so that we can uh, keep the the film playing in theaters. And I have no full disclosure. I have no financial ties to Baxter, its filmmakers, but it is a great film and I and I support it. Well, Um, one of the things people don't realize about Wakefield and and I, you know, you had said earlier he's a doctor. He was a doctor. Unfortunately, they pulled his license. But mm-hmm. a lot of people, you, you know, will re- reference back to that being a problem. But then they forget about the fact that his partner, who also lost his license, has recently had his license reinstated. And, and Wakefield's trying for the same thing. So I wasn't trying to degrade Wakefield when I said that. I oh, was, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know. Well, it, uh, another fact about uh, about Wakefield and, and that situation is that Wakefield was did not do any of the clinical work. So what that means is that he collected data from 30 clinicians, doctors across the world. So these came from 30, and these labs are accredited. So according to the medical establishment, these are 30 legitimate labs. They do things the right way according to the medical establishment. They're all licensed. They, these 30 labs collected this data. Wakefield looked at the data from these 30 labs and then drew his conclusion, and wrote his report. Wakefield did not create the data. He did not. All he did was read and interpret the data that these accredited labs submitted to him. Right. So 
for them for them to take away his license without taking away anyone else's license if they're questioning the data they've got to question these 30 labs all across, you know uh, clinics all across the world well you have to quell people questioning you know your money source that's that's you know part of the thing right so it's very clear and very obvious for, to anyone that has really looked at it that him losing his license was purely political. The paper was published for 10 years before anyone even blinked an eye and said, oh, wait a minute, this is controversial. It took 10 years for his study to be disseminated across the world and for it to actually affect the culture where now people started saying, oh, I'm not going to vaccinate my kids, or they started questioning. It was only at that time that vaccine sales started to drop Ten years later, that all of a sudden, well, we got to discredit Wakefield and take away his his license. Ten years later, it's right. not like it happened immediately. Oh, look at this data. He's lying. Take away his license. Right. It's not even like it happened two years later or three years later. You know, that's that's a big difference. It's like what they do to Brzezinski. You know, that, that came up in one of the shows I listened to today. You know, Brzezinski's whole story and, and, and what's going on with him. So, oh, I'm not even familiar with him. I, I mean, I do know um, that he developed an alternative uh, cure for cancer. I do not. I'm not familiar with him losing his license or the story. Well, they've been they've been trying to since the '80s uh, pull his license. They haven't been successful at it. The FDA has been trying and trying and trying. Uh, and and you know, just as you you have you know, does pop cure cancer? Uh, we can't rely on just one thing to take care of all the issues that we see. Oh, absolutely. You know, we need to have multiple different ways of because, you know, pot might do a lot for a lot of different cancers, but it might not do anything for, you know, a brain tumor where what Brzezinski's discovered could, could possibly uh, end brain cancers. Sure, sure. So we need to look at all these alter- alternative methods because we don't want to use big pharma. I don't go to the doctors. I don't use big pharma. My wife doesn't go to the doctors. We just don't do it. It's not. Yeah, we, sure. I won't take the drugs. That's all they want to do is give you drugs. That's right. So that's what that's what they're taught. Now with Vax, and and I don't know if you heard me saying how uh, I feel kind of now. At first I didn't, but now I'm starting to feel that De Niro kind of did this on purpose. Do you do you are you feeling that at all? No, I've watched all the interviews, and I think that De Niro. It seems to me, and look, I could be wrong, but it seems to me. Um, that he seemed very awkward in the interviews. Um, I did not see that last one that you just played. That was the first time I heard that without Roker. Um, but I had seen two of the previous um, interviews that he did, and he seems very uncomfortable and very awkward. And his partner, who was the founder of the film festival, you know, look, De Niro's basically just a celebrity name attached to the film festival, she kept trying to change the topic back to the film festival. He didn't seem very articulate on the issue. So it didn't seem like this was a planned, you know, PR event. And I certainly can understand that at times something like that would happen. Right. Uh, But in this case, I don't really believe that. I was actually kind of upset after his first interview because he was so inarticulate about, uh, about the, the issue. So, now, uh, I don't think so. I don't think it was a. It may, I mean, hopefully it works to that effect. Right. But I don't. I don't believe it was intentional. Have you seen the interview of uh, a Prince in two thousand nine where he talks about chemtrails? Have you ever seen that interview before? Yes. All right. Now, do you recall how uncomfortable he looked when he was discussing chemtrails? 
Um, it's been a couple of years, so no, not really. But I, I played it. At the, I played it at the beginning of my show, and he looks completely uncomfortable as you're watching. Like you just watch, you know. Like he's like, you know, we uh, we were talking about these things, and he's like got his hand on the couch, and he's just he, 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 when he says chemtrails, he's kind of like you know chemtrails, and that's kind of what I saw on De Niro. Like he believes in what he's talking about, but he, he's afraid to say it because he's afraid to destroy his career type thing. Uh, you know, that could be. That could. I mean, I feel like De Niro is powerful enough that he could probably say anything. But you know, maybe you're right. Maybe he's just uh, he's just afraid. Yeah, that's possible, and I'd hate to think that I, you know, I don't know if you heard me say, is this going to be the next celebrity death that we see out of nowhere? That's just kind of weird. So I, yeah. I'd like everybody to keep their eyes on that. And I'm not wishing it. Trust me. Um, <laughs> I think De Niro could be more easily controlled via financial interests than than death. I don't think they'd be. They'd have to whack him. <laughs> well, he's old enough; they can make it look like an accident, though. And it'll look a lot more accidental than uh, what we got or with a Prince. health issue, for sure. Yeah, exactly. All right, so what else is, uh, you know, we got the Vax thing out of the way there, which I, I, I can't wait to see the documentary. I have not seen it yet. It's not in my area. Uh, but I look forward to actually sitting down and watching it. But what else is, uh, you know, at the top of your list there? Well, I just had an amazing weekend uh, last weekend at um, a – medical cannabis conference in Baltimore, the Patients Out of Time conference. And uh, I got to interview the research team from Computense University in Madrid. These are the original scientists who first discovered that THC kills cancer cells. This is the team that injected THC directly into brain tumors and killed the tumors. Uh, so that was huge for the film. I mean, their their work really is what started all of the research about cancer and cannabis. They really uh, blazed the trail, and they were amazing. Dr. Manuel Guzman, Dr. Christina Sanchez, they were really awesome. Um, just to, just as people, and the research they're doing is really phenomenal. Um, so you're, you're still working on putting this documentary together. How how far along are you? Do we have a, a possible release date yet, or or how are you going to go about the release of it? Well, I am almost finished shooting. I do still have some a few more interviews to do. I would like to get to Israel to interview Dr. Meshulam, um, and then I just have a few more patients to uh, interview as well, so that we have some powerful. Um, uh, you know, testimonials to to be back to be, you know be backed up by the scientists' research, right? So uh, I'm hoping to be done shooting by this end of the summer and edit over the winter for a release in the spring. It's a very aggressive timeline, but uh, you know things have been really going very well. So you're hoping uh, about a year, hopefully. Yes. Oh, that's yes. good. I look forward to seeing it. You know, anything that that can bring light to the fact that there's other methods other than big pharma. I just love that idea. Uh, you, you said you want to get to Israel. You know, I've seen a lot of uh, news articles and stories about how Israel is actually one of the leading countries in research in medical marijuana. Is that yes. true? Yes, they are putting a lot of money into researching it. And uh, Dr. Raphael Meshulam is at the Hebrew University in Jerusalem. And his research team is doing a lot of really great work on a variety of diseases. Um, 
And I, I also got to see one of his team members present at the conference on osteoporosis and how cannabis helps regenerate bone tissue. Um, so, I mean, there's really fascinating stuff going on uh, all over the world. So even this documentary, uh, I'm just focusing primarily on cancer, but there is so much more going on, uh, you know, and, and so exciting. I mean, I think in the next 10 years, uh, Canada, Amsterdam, Spain, and Israel are all starting human clinical trials uh, for cancer on humans. So I think in the next 10 years, we're going to see some really amazing stuff. I am really... Like, I get a little bit emotional because I really think in our lifetime, we are going to see cancer cured. I would really like to believe that, and I hope you're right on that. Uh, unfortunately, we got a lot of people that want to keep it around. Um, you know, down here in Florida, we got Amendment 2 coming up. You were discussing about how in the next 10 years, we hope to see, uh, you know, cancer used as a cure and, and different things like that. What's your opinion, you know, and, and you were talking about research and how Israel and all these other countries are far ahead. They're discussing uh, dropping the, the classification of marijuana down to a Schedule 2 from a Schedule 1. Uh-huh. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Cause I, I remember reading that about a week or two ago. Yeah, I mean, any, any descheduling would be great because that opens up the scientific community to study it. You know, the problem in the U.S. is that being a Schedule One drug, it is very, very difficult for scientists to get approval to study it. I believe at the moment there are only about 14 stu- uh, scientists who are, and, and or doctors who, are, who have clearance from the DEA to study cannabis. Oh, there's like five so, patients in the country that get it. Uh, What's-his-face being one of them? Um, yeah. uh, um, the, uh, the black guy, the bald black guy. I can't think of his name. Um, you know who I'm Montel. talking about. Montel, Montel, yeah, Montel. And then we got the guy here in Florida uh, who also gets his, his uh, 300 a month in the tin can from the state or from the Yeah, government. does Montel? I don't even know that Montel. Yeah, I Montel. Had a, I had a little bit of a Twitter argument with Montel last night, actually, but uh, on a different topic. He's, yeah, no, he's, he he's, one of the, he's one of the five or six uh, 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 government, federal government uh, uh, marijuana users. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, well... Um, yeah, I actually got to meet the first one uh, this weekend. So anyway, uh, yes, the the uh, if, so if it gets descheduled, it'll be a lot easier for doctors to study it, and we'll we'll just see a, see them. Uh, you know, it'll free up the flow of information about the plan. So any descheduling is a good thing. Well, that's what we're hoping. Like I said, down here this November, we had Amendment Two, which is medical here in Florida. Um, I know I know a lot of people, family members who can benefit from from having that uh, available to them without having to sweat when they have it. Uh, so we we look forward to, to that kind of change going. I know you said you only had about a half hour to do with me. Let's get anything in that that's really relevant to you. Um, you know, any any last things that that are important stories to you, or, or just you know promote all your stuff and everything. Whatever is the best for you. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'm just really excited. This, this, this conference, Patients Out of Time, was really amazing, and I was able to get some really awesome interviews that really, I think, are going to be the centerpiece of the film. The film is really coming along very well, and so I would encourage anybody who wants to support it, go to doespockyourcancer.com. You can find out more about the project. You can donate if you like. You can buy T-shirts. I have iCannabisCancer I T-shirts and Keep Calm Cure Cancer. 
uh, T-shirts that if you can wear the message so you can help spread the message. It, you know, it's a really great like conversation starter. When I wear these uh, T-shirts on the subway, I get people talking to me all the time. What? Cannabis cures cancer? What are you talking about? And then I get to have a whole conversation with them uh, and explain to them, give them the basics of the science. So they're really great tools, and uh, so you can you can have an awesome T-shirt and support the film. I help the film, help get the film finished. You know, yeah. these guys are out here. You know, you are, are one of thousands of of small uh, people trying to put a, a documentary together to try to change lives, to try to Absolutely. help people understand that there's more out there than what's shoved down their throat. And I, I applaud you for that, and I think that's a great thing you're doing, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And anything we can do over here at Raz Radio or, you know, I'm connected with Jack Blood and I've got other radio stations I'm connected with. Anything we can do to help you, you know, you let me know. I'd be happy to help you out. Hey, well, listen, I appreciate you letting me come on the show and just having access to your, your you know, bend your audience's ear for a little while. That That is a tremendous help. Anytime. And I hope those cookies you're making come out really good. <laughs> you can hear me cooking. I'm actually cooking dinner, but <laughs> one of my listeners commented, "Is he making cookies in the background?" <laughs> <laughs> I should have just went with that. But no, I'm just making pork chops. <laughs> Excellent. Well, man, listen, go spend some time with your family. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day. You know, we we've got jobs, we've got stuff to take care of, but we care about this enough to to spend that few minutes to talk about it. Absolutely. Have a great night. All right. Peace out, Danny. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> there goes Danny. Guys, make sure you check him out. Uh, DoesPotCureCancer.com. Buy a shirt. Give him a couple bucks. You know, help him, help him get this stuff moving forward. Uh, my wife needs me to open up something for her here. For your grandma. Oh, they're for my grandmother. We can't Hold on. get it open. We can't get the... There we go. I got it. Ah, you. You're welcome. My grandmother needed her Tylenol opened. <laughs> you know, there's other things that will help that headache. <laughs> As we were just talking about, does pot cure cancer? That's what happens when you do a radio show and your studio is in your living room. No, it's not in the living room anymore. But again, I want to thank Danny. Uh, make sure you check out uh, Does Pot Kill Can or Does Pot Cure Cancer? I'll get it right one of these times. Does Pot Cure Cancer dot com. So, what do we? Sh- what should we talk about here in the last few minutes? Oh, I think we have a new show. I think it starts tonight on RazRadioLive.com. Uh, it's going to be Don Pontius. Uh, some of you guys out there might know him. He's a, he's a big prepper. And it's going to be Amber Balestro, who is uh, the host of uh, One Night Stand on Friday nights here on Raz. Now, she is kind of the sexual girl, and Don's the conspiracy guy. And these two are going to get together and do a dating show. I don't know what the hell they're going to talk about. I think it starts tonight, if not tonight, next week. So it should be interesting to see how that goes down. Uh, you know, that's what we do over here at Raz. I like to talk conspiracy, but I know other people want to hear other things. So I have a variety of of shows to, to listen to here. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, Texas Observer obtains video of DPS aerial shooting. Now, this was an interesting story. You know, people talk about police brutality, and I feared for my life. But this story is about a helicopter shooting... A vehicle driving away because I thought there were drugs in it. I don't know if there's... Is this a news article here? Hold on. Stand by, guys. I'm working on it. We're approaching a school. We're going to try to shoot one of the tires out. We have a clear spot. Highway patrol. Uh, maintain your distance. So we're going to call the volley. 
October 2012, west of Mission in the Rio Grande Valley, finally a first look at the now infamous aerial shooting from a DPS helicopter of immigrants hidden in the back of a pickup truck. Despite a state attorney general's ruling against releasing that video, the magazine Texas Observer has it posted online in its latest issue. Along with an in-depth article, our Jesse DeGallano spoke to the reporter who even traveled to Guatemala to speak to the families of those killed that day. Bundles of marijuana, or so it was thought, a common practice often concealing people and drugs, although nothing was visible beneath the blanket, especially from on high, the DPS helicopter in pursuit, its high-powered weapon at the ready. It was a matter, only a matter of time really before that tragedy happened, unfortunately. The decision was made to open fire. Shots fired, Hitting the back tires of the speeding truck, no one below pulled back the blanket. They were so scared that they remained hidden. We're going to go hard. Give us a break. Give us a break. We're going to go hard after the front tire. We got it. Moments after coming to a stop, a startling sight. People bailing out of the truck to the co-pilot's dismay. Yeah, they, they were shocked that there were people in the back of the truck. Not only the tires were hit, two men lay dead in the back of the pickup, shot in the head, leg, and stomach. One of the victims was next to his brother, now back home in Guatemala. They couldn't understand why a helicopter would be shooting at them for coming to look for, for work. A cautionary tale, says Del Bosque, especially in light of the DPS buildup with more heavy weaponry. But there hasn't been a real conversation about the policies of border security and about excessive force. Well, shooting from a helicopter is no longer allowed by DPS. In a brief statement, its spokesperson says the agency was prohibited from releasing the video because the pickup driver was a juvenile. The trooper who fired his weapon was cleared of wrongdoing by a grand jury in Hidalgo County. Now there is a link to the Texas Observer article on our website where you can also see the full 22-minute video from that DPS helicopter. We will also continue to follow this story. Now so be it. This is an old story. But I think it's important to point out the fact that we see cops getting cleared all the time because they were fearing for their life. Okay, that's fine. That's that's an argument we can have, a debate we can have. But there was no fear of your life here. And, you know, these guys were doing something illegal, coming into our this country here uh, improperly, which I, I can understand having issues with that. They don't deserve to die over that. It just shows you that it's not always fear for your life that will clear you of wrongdoing. Ugh. Get politics out of climate change, uh, climate debate, opposing views. On Earth Day, on this Earth Day 2016, there is a great deal of frenzy about how our Earth is going to become uninhabitable as the civilized activities of man allegedly trigger unstoppable global warming and climate change. With the Obama administration set to comment, uh, commit the U.S. to the Paris Climate Agreement by signing our nation into a document Friday, it is obvious that science has taken a back seat at the United Nations. <clears throat> uh, oh, sorry, I, I, I zoned out and lost my place. The environmentalists, bureaucrats, and politicians who make up the UN's climate panel recruit scientists to research the climate issues. 
and they pl- they place only those who will produce the desired result. Money, politics, and ideology have replaced science. Now, I swear, da- uh, Danny and I were just discussing that. UN Climate Chief Christina Figurius has called for a centralized transformation that is going to make a life of everyone uh, that is going to make life of everyone on the planet very difficult to combat the alleged global warming threat. How many Americans are looking forward to the UN transforming their lives? Another UN official has admitted that the UN seeks to redistribute de facto the world's wealth by climate policy. So do we have to remove politics out of climate change? Is there really a climate debate? You know, something I wanted to mention to Danny was, is science ever settled? You know, the science is settled that the world is going through changes and and global warming is killing us all. Well, true science is never settled. That debate never ends. That's what science is all about. Continuous change. It's never just the end of it. It's always going to change. So that's what we need to reach out more to is an understanding that nothing is settled. Nothing ever is settled. 9-11 is not settled. Oklahoma City is not settled. It's going to be a long time before those things are actually settled. So all the information is out. I hope one day, I hope in my lifetime, that we can see that it's not settled. You guys have been listening to the first 52, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos. I'll be back with you next week. We'll see what's going on. We'll see who we have to join us. Peace out. Just be a good human, my friends. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense A weapon in a war against ourselves The setting sun is loading guns Don't be afraid of mistakes Emotions misplaced To love or to hate I don't know what to do We're all lost and confused Just trying to get through in this world Always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes But it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace When I'm trying to be real, they tend to be fake When I'm risking it all with no time to waste Fuck this bad race, I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination space With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow of the unknown Please don't go And I don't
home But right from day one I've been in this alone With odds stacked against I've been drowning in stress They said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left An old man once told me Allie, don't have a love back Keep your eyes on that prize And give them hell to your death This is a test Just a frequency check For intelligent life Now's time to connect It's an SOS The death's been sent So now we just wait And hope for the best With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole Unguided through the beautiful asylum with the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow of the guys so much thanks the first 52 is the bump diggity